Hey, thanks for stopping by today. My name is Jeremy Griffin, the Ministry and Operations Director here at Redux Church. If you're looking for a local church to become a part of in your area and just haven't found the place you feel God is leading you to, consider reaching out to us here at Redux. We know lots of great places and would love to assist you in finding the place God has for you. On the other hand, you may be here right now because you've become a bit disenchanted with church. And if that's the case, maybe Redux is the place for you. We are a real church in a virtual world. While we don't meet every week in the traditional sense, we do have a community online where you can chat, ask questions, and connect with others like yourself. We do, on occasion, meet in person for small group discussions and special worship and prayer events, but new Redux discussions are available every Friday morning online. In any case, we are glad you're here now, and if we can do anything to serve you, please let us know. You can contact us anytime online at redux.church. God bless. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Thank you guys for joining us on this final chapter uh, of 15, not final chapter, but the end of chapter 15 with Rick and Steve. Guys, thanks again for being a part. You guys have been able to listen to this wisdom for three weeks and now four today. And so I hope it's been a blessing to you. Before we get too far into this, uh, Steve, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about uh, sure. Grace Church and, well, anything else. You're an author and you yeah. do all sorts of stuff. I've written seven books. The last uh, one I made mention Seven of, books? Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is wild. It's, it's shocking to hear it. But wow. True Nature of God was the last one I had written. And then uh, the, the true you, you know, the truest thing about you is what God says about you. Our identity in Christ, how he sees us as born-again children of God. I do pastor Grace Church, and it'll be 25 years oh my next October. So in one year, 25 years. Uh, so you started when you were 12. Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So did Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, I pastor Grace Church uh, there in Choctaw and gracechurch.community. They can get more information about it. Yeah, and lots of series there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you've got. A, it's funny. I run into people all the time around the state, and they've gotten a hold of your series <laughs> some way or another. But that's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's you, do you know Steve Eden? I'm like, I haven't heard of him. Um, <laughs> Never met him. <laughs> no, I don't. Here, I hear he's a lot of trouble. Really. <laughs> so and your books, you can get those at Amazon, right? Yep. Amazon.com, and you uh, search Steve Eden. Uh, Just like the garden. Yep, like the garden, E-D-E-N. Yep, that's awesome. Well, guys, before we get into this last little part, um, like I usually say, spend some time in worship, uh, 15, 20 minutes, whatever the Father leads you to do. Just spend some time with Him, and maybe you look up and you go, you know what, I don't even have time to go back and listen to the video. And if that's the case, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Eventually come back. Yes, yeah, get carried here. away. <laughs> yes, that's totally fine. Amen. Um, but I know we're going to say some fun stuff. We don't know what we're going to say, but we, we are going to say some fun stuff. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, if you're back from worship, here we go into the rest of 15. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. They would not be guilty, 
I had not come and spoken to them, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. This fulfills what is written in the scriptures. They hated me without cause. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Love how that starts. Yeah. yeah. So encouraging. If they hated me, <laughs> they'll hate you. Here it comes. <laughs> hey, I want to say something about worship real quick. Yeah. You know, you were mentioning about taking time. John 4, and this is the Passion Translation, but this says it so well. This is verse 23. Jesus talking to the woman at the well about worship. From now on, worshiping the Father will not mm. be a matter of the right place. Amen. But with a right heart. For God is spirit. And he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of spirit and truth. Mm. How good is that? That is so good. So just just wherever that place is, it's not about the right place. It's really just a right heart, a sincere heart. You seek him, you'll find him. Yeah. He'll be there. Amen. That's so good. If, if you guys want to dive more into that, we you know cover John 4. Go back and listen to John 4. We talk a lot about the context of that, which I think is... Mm. Also incredibly interesting because this is born out of a conversation where this woman from some, uh, a Samaritan who's sitting there who thinks they're better than Jews, this is their predisposed position, and she's talking all about where they're supposed to worship, and, and Jesus just lays it down and says, no, 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 you're totally off. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's really, it's a good moment. I love that moment. Of course, you know, worship's a big thing in my life, so That's I, right. I get excited about that stuff. Powerful truth. So yeah, if the world hates you, remember uh, that he hated me first. We got to change that. Since the world hates you. Oh, that's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. It. Yeah. Since the world hates you, no. I mean, who you. am I to argue with someone changing scripture? I mean, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> you know, we, we, I, you mentioned that. And I think about Jesus says, like, these two new commandments I give you. Mm-hmm. And one was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, yeah. all your soul, and all your mind. Mm-hmm. He changed scripture when he said that. Because I think it's Deuteronomy. Is it Deuteronomy where mm-hmm. it, is, it says, love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and yeah. all your might. Mm. Okay. And I, you know, and he's talking to Sadducees, and I have to think, they were going, this guy just changed scripture. We got to kill him. Yeah, or he doesn't know what he's talking or about. Or he did. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to change it too by you changing well, the word if to the word since. I think yeah. I think we see some of this today, you know, in our mm-hmm. culture. I like to say my uh, a recent catchphrase is the world is going to world. Mm. Ah. They are going to do what they are going to do. <laughs> the they world do. worlds so hard. <laughs> they do. They <laughs> world really hard. They they don't know God and. Uh, so many of our politicians are naturalists, and I encourage those of you that are listening uh, to just Google that word. Look up the definition of what a naturalist is historically. It's very but, close to a Satanist. Well, yeah, it's basically I mean, really. yeah. it's basically the realm of feeling, desire, appetite, everything that you can uh, see and feel. If they can't see it, they won't believe it. Let's go back to John 14 a couple of weeks ago, or mm-hmm. sorry, a couple of episodes ago. He said, the world will not receive... 
the Holy Spirit, nor will they know him because they can't see him. Mm -hmm. And he's transitioning here, as you said, Jeremy, we're getting closer to his time uh, for life in the Spirit. And boy, that is... That's the difference. I think the the church, the body of Christ, are people who are spirit-filled, spirit-led, spirit-born sons and daughters. We worship in spirit. We pray in spirit. We love by the spirit. You know, we're sourced by the spirit, all those things. The world, if they can't see it, feel it, if it's not tangible, then it's not real to them. And because of that, they hate us. And I, I, and I think that... I think that's growing in yeah. our culture. Well, sure it is. And I can't help but think of how this chapter uh, begins with the vine. And yeah. he's laying out, you know, we talked about how when you have, uh, when you're abiding in him, you have the fruit. The fruit is peace and joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then he's like, because you're going to need it. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you're, you're not going to get it from the world. That's right. That's exactly right. And he even says in John 16, 33, the next chapter, uh, in the natural world, you'll have trial, tribulation, yes. distress, and frustration. That's the amplified. Mm-hmm. But be of good cheer. Right. Not, not because I'm taking you out of the world, which is also John 17, <laughs> right. uh, but because I've overcome the natural world dimension for you. How did he overcome it? He's going to give us access to the spirit that where he is, he's right. He's going to go prepare a place. Right. He's going to go to Golgotha, whatever. And he's going to take us to the realm of the spirit. Like you're saying, Jeremy, so that we can have love and joy and peace, all the things that human beings mm-hmm. need to live, but you're not going to get them from the natural world. And Jesus was a dimensionalist. Yes. People don't understand that, but he is, he is operating in the natural, but he's sourced from the spirit yes. right. as the pattern son. We're dimensionless as well. And so if the world is, whether the world is dealing as great cards or not, whether it's up or down in the natural world, you know, stock market or so whatever. So irrelevant. It's irrelevant so because irrelevant. our life, our joy all comes from the realm of the spirit. And I think that's why it's important. Galatians 2.20, I mentioned way back about um, I've died. I was crucified with Christ. So the life I'm living is really Christ. Colossians 3 point blank says you died and your <laughs> right. life is hidden. Your mm. life is hidden with Christ in God. Well, where is it hidden? In the realm of the spirit, Spirit, in the unseen. So the world can't see it. It's hidden where your life really is. And I think that's a major point here. I think it's, gosh, we, we read in John 14 that I will be with you forever. Those are two words in the original text. Mm. And one, one points about, points out the element of time, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an action and a place in a time. And the other one is about um, being changed, not only now, but in the future, but in the past. Mm-hmm. You not only have a new present, a new future, but you have a Amen. new past. And that past is Christ. Amen. So the old Rick Fry is dead. That's right, He's brother. He's dead. Yeah. He doesn't exist. That's right. I am now Christ in the past, mm-hmm. in the present, and in the future. Which Amen, means the brother. old Rick Fry never existed. If you're now the new Rick Fry in the past, yes. the old Rick yes. Fry never, never existed. existed. Yeah, never existed. existed. This is, yeah. this it's is, as if it never happened. Right. And mm-hmm. and this is, I think, man, it's we, we, we're going to do an entire... Wow. 
conversation on what it means to think interdimensionally and how yeah. that relates to our walk because we are at the precipice of transition from uh, moving to a higher dimension. Now, that sounds real new agey and it's not. <laughs> right. It's it's real scriptural. Mm-hmm. And that when we start talking about let's just let's just talk about the the uh, quote unquote second coming and there's lots of arguments about yeah. the dispensation but mm-hmm. as we talk about it from the standpoint of you know forget when it happens just that it happens that there is a transformation a new heaven a new earth these are things that we're aware of this is a, a dimensional shift mm-hmm. and there is some of the books like uh, like uh, the book of Enoch that has been taken out of scripture and, and even some of the uh, apocrypha gets in and mostly the book of Enoch gets into this radically like really dives into this and I think it's important to recognize that so many of the discrepancies that we find ourselves with you can cough I got you muted okay I don't really. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I just up. wanted to give him the freedom. I to saw call. that. Um, no, but we, when we recognize like these discrepancies that we'll look at, like when, when, you know, we look at the, pra- it's almost always temporal discrepancies, mm-hmm. right? It's befores and afters and becauses and all these things that are based on that. Mm. Well, it's simply because it's interdimensional. We, we can't fathom that, but he says this a lot. He says, I'm telling you this now. Right so that you will see it later. We can't grasp it now. Right. And and for them, they definitely couldn't grasp it right in the now. He's telling them, I'm going to go and die and do all this stuff. You need to know now that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because through that, and, and again, he's setting them up. We're, we're getting ready to go into 16 and 17. He's be, he, Last Supper, he gets betrayed. And then he's killed at mm-hmm. Golgotha. Yeah. Well, what's he's, what he's doing in preparing them is First off, abide in me so you have this fruit so that you can persevere to the revelation of that truth. That's right. Because it's going to be way too easy to want to sit back and go, man, maybe he was way off. (laughs) Because we we can't forget how difficult it must have been for historic Jewish men and culture to proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. Messiah, Right. That's, yeah. that's, and, and you look at, you know, we go all the way back to the first part of John when John the Baptist is proclaiming this out. He keeps saying, I'm, people are calling him the Messiah. He's like, I am not right. the Messiah. Right. And then he points out Jesus. So I, you know, as this all culminates and gets to this point, when we recognize that dimension, all of a sudden now, we, we don't know because we're not in that place yet, but we can begin to see the tip of that iceberg and understand that, man, there's so much I don't know. And the more yeah. that we figure that out, I think the more we're able to receive so truth. So, Jeremy, you remember when he said, I have many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them right yeah. now. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit comes. He's the teacher. And they they their their knowledge their understanding exploded when he moved inside right yes. they they knew him far better after he died and ascended mm-hmm. uh, than when they walked around with him in the natural realm what was the difference because now he's inside them teaching them revealing himself to them and through them but yeah i thought of that while you're talking about that because it is a journey and there were things that he withheld from them because they wouldn't get it they, they, right. Nobody knows the things of God but the Spirit of God. That, it's why so many times in these scriptures, we laughed about it earlier, that the scripture says they had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> right. Why? Because his words are spirit. And so they have no idea. I mean, right. he yeah. said, Peter's la- chopping a guy's ear off. Well, Lord, you know, Lord, you said we had power, right? Yeah, I said power. <laughs> right. But not power in human terms. Power in spirit Amen. terms. What yeah. does that mean? Okay, not power to take this man's life power to give yours. Mm-hmm. 
I'm giving you power to give yours, which is exactly what you're talking about here in regard to the natural realm being sourced by the Spirit. Can I read Colossians 3 real yeah, quick? This yeah, is passion. Yeah. It's verse 1. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection as well. And you were talking about that you died. Yeah. The old you is gone. This is why we're to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned, the place of all power, honor, authority. So feast on all the treasures of the spirit realm, the heavenly realm, Fill your thoughts with spiritual reality. Oh, man, that's so good. Ties to stuff we were talking about earlier, how he's transitioning us from theory to realism. The Holy Spirit is the one who executes that in and through us. But he says, fill your thoughts with the heavenly, uh, heavenly and spiritual realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. That's really what we're up against are those distractions. Uh, your crucifixion with Christ has severed your ties to this natural life, and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed for you're now one with him. I don't know if you caught that, Rick. Mm-hmm. One with him in his glory. And that's not a glory future tense. That's a glory to now. be revealed. The mystery of the gospel Colossians 1.27, the hope of glory, God's hope, not our, not right. our his hope of his glory, his manifest presence, Christ in you. Hmm. So, uh, wow, that is that is so powerful there, and I think really ties with what we're talking about. Oh, my goodness. Can I, I, I almost hate to bring this up, but we were in Israel, and we went to the place where Golgotha, and the, our guide was an Arab Christian, but he is he he's he was the um, head of security at the embassy in Jerusalem. Hmm. He was amazing, and he said, "We've always been taught that Golgotha meant the skull, mm-hmm. and I'm going I have a point with, point with it, but it doesn't mean that the hill was a skull." And you talked about uh, interdimensionalism, um, and God manipulates stuff to connect them. The, the the reason it's the skull is because they crucified him over the place where Adam's skull yeah. was. Yeah, the place of the oh. skull is the, what I understood. Yeah, the place think. of the skull. And okay. they had this beautiful painting doing showing the skull and the bones of Adam and the cross on top of it. That's amazing. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I, I'd never heard it either. But it makes sense if you look at Romans 5 when Paul contrasts Adam and Christ. Uh-huh. You know, the the first Adam to the last Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting that he was crucified right there where it all went south. Oh, we're all, <laughs> and I, I, I'm I going to go to John 17, if you don't mind. Yeah. A um, little preview. Yes, a little preview. Um, it, John 17, 15. I do not pray that you take them out of the world, mm-hmm. but for you to keep them from the evil. Now, most translations add the word one, mm-hmm. the evil one, yeah. but it's not in the original text. And I wrestled with that. What is he talking about, the evil? And because we we know that Satan is defeated, and Satan can only stand at the threshold mm-hmm. and in and and yell accusations oh, at us. Mm-hmm. So I believe God revealed to me that the evil is believing the lies, mm-hmm. the distraction of hearing yeah. the evil one accuse us of things that we used to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those things are gone, but we tend to to believe them. And we also believe, and you mentioned this uh, about 30 episodes ago, <laughs> that 
Um, I'm not smart enough. I'm not fast enough. I but doggone it, people like but, you. But people like me. <laughs> but I focus on those things, and they keep me distracted from the truth about who I am. Right. And I believe that's the evil that Jesus is praying that we're protected from. Don't believe the lies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really what I'm getting through through all of this last bit of 15 is really just, again, and again, I think the thing that kind of sticks out to me, you know, he's prepping us. He's constantly prepping yes, us and he's yes. getting all of this. Um, he's getting all of this out. And I love how John says this so many times, some form of, he said this to fulfill prophecy, mm-hmm. even like those moments where, and he said this to them to fulfill prophecy or I'm and then when he's quoting Jesus, I'm telling you this so that you'll know as this stuff unfolds. And I think it just, it continues to, to cause us to grow to the point where we can really start exemplifying that belief. We can Mm -hmm. put action to it because I know personally, my confidence in who I know grows through this process of revelation through the scripture. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I'm like, man, this makes so much more sense so much. And this is why I've always really keyed in on that, that statement that you get to discover who you are because through my whole Christian life, it, it was a moment of change and transition. I knew it. I knew mm-hmm. when Christ came into me. Now, for me, it was a moment, yeah. you know, but <laughs> outside of time. Anyway, right. but I can, I can go, I can pinpoint this experience. And I found that scripture simply was the discovery of what my guts already knew. Amen. You know, and so I'd yeah. read some passage and I'm like, oh, it makes so much more sense. And so you already, you know some things, but when you know them by the spirit, they don't always make sense. The, yeah. the, the numbers don't add up because you're like, but wait a minute. And that's as simple as understanding that I don't have to be subject to the penalty of sin anymore. Mm. Those numbers don't add up either, <laughs> right? It's the most basic of all Christian theology. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, when you start understanding my spirit knows that, that's a weird thing. I love it. You know, your spirit's like, no, I really don't have to pay for that because he did. And now you begin to see it unfold. And I feel like this is where so many people who go to church, they don't relate to what I just said. I think there's a lot of people listening to this right now who don't relate to what I just said because Mm -hmm. they have been about the business of projecting what they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to do instead of anyone actually introducing them and to who we know. Mm-hmm. And I think right. this is a fundamental challenge at church because who among us don't assume a person walking into the church building mm-hmm. already knows Jesus. Right. It's kind of our default. Right. And so we just do that. Now, what happens if you walked into a place, I don't care where it is, you walk in and everyone in the room assumes you are equipped or know something that you don't know. Yeah. What's the, do you often go, Oh, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Or you kind of go, uh, yeah, I, sure, mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we don't want to sit out there and say, oh no, no, I don't, I don't know anything. We just right. go, oh, I, maybe I do. And then it only takes what three weeks, four weeks of going to church, and you've figured it out. Mm-hmm. I smile, I do my greeting, I do my thing, right. I'm all set. And then something crappy happens, <laughs> and it all falls apart, and you can't figure out why. Yeah, 
Well, because all you've ever done is mimic, and this kind of goes back to John 10, but all you've really done at this point is mimic what it's like right. to be in a relationship with Jesus, yes. right. but you're not in it. Give the illusion of it. That's right. Uh-huh. And he talks all about this. And so I would encourage anybody right now, if you're listening to this, that relationship is simple. It's in front of you Mm -hmm. and you don't have to pretend you don't have to start trying to figure out, do I match up with all these things these guys are talking about? You simply just say, Jesus, yes, (laughs) yes, I want you in me. I accept that. I accept all of this. And that's, you're done. I I mean, if you, I'm not going to do the whole, if you prayed that right now, like you you did it, you're done. It's an acceptance. You consented. That's right. You You consented. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when all of a sudden you're going to find yourself going, wow, this doesn't make sense. And then when you get into scripture, like, oh, it does make sense. Yeah. And so to me, you know, I started with that rant because I'm thinking about how he's wrapping this up with yeah. these guys. Yeah. And yeah. it's really, it's so, exciting. So first John two twenty, you have an anointing from the Holy one and you know, all things. Mm. That's We're, so good. <laughs> now, do I know all things in Steve's mind? No. 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 But I, I have the mind of Christ. Your spirit. You're a computer guy. I have it all on the hard drive. That's right. All that needs, it's already mine. It's paid for, bought and paid for. It's mine. I possess it, but it does need to be uploaded. Right. You know where I'm I'm seeing it. I'm engaging with it. Mm. That's the difference. And then uh, John 14, let's go back to the very first when we started. He told, was it Thomas? Yeah. He told one of them. Uh, you do know where I'm going. And he said, no, Lord, we don't know. What that means is that Jesus already knew that we know things that uh, we don't think we know. Yes. Does that make sense? It's a great analogy. Yeah. I mean, how many of us, I mean, seriously. He's like, you do know. Yes. No, Lord, I don't know. Yes, Gra- you do. Who has, a, who has a phone right now that has 6,000 pictures on it? Yeah. You took all of them. Yeah. But I guarantee you, you don't remember half of them. That's right. Right. It's no, and, and that's stuff that you actually engaged in yourself. Yeah. And now we know by the spirit, mm-hmm. it's all deposited. Mm-hmm. We just, our intellect hasn't tapped into it. Yeah. And quite frankly, doesn't need to. So when we're sharing <laughs> in a church service or, or sharing online or whatever, we're sharing spirit to spirit right. to, to draw out the things that are already there. They already know them. That's why people say, amen. Right. Uh, that's so yeah. right. It well, resonates. How, did you, how did you know it was right? Because you already knew it when right. you walked in here, it just hadn't been uploaded, you know, to your uh, from your hard drive to your present tense. Jeremy, how do we make our our church services? How do we morph them to where there's more participation? Mm. We're moving people from Greek theory into <laughs> realism. Because I loved your heart. Your heart was coming out that, guys, you can know him in the present tense. You can experience him in the present tense. We've got to morph and evolve in our church services where we're not training people to hear messages. Right. But we're training people to abide in Christ and learn to live the real reality. Mm-hmm. You know, And I know you give thought to that. I know you think sure. about these things. I think, yeah. well, I mean, the, you've got to upset the apple cart. Right. The, the, there's no way. The traditions of men and yeah. the pretenses of men. It's, it's so complicated because the very first thing is for a person to, you know, I say this a lot. My goal is to get people to say what they really mean mm-hmm. because we're not, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We, we are trained socially to be nice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and you can say what you really mean and be nice. Now, That's it's, right. It's right. not always easy and I fail at it a lot, <laughs> but 
it, it's a doable thing. But in the context of what you're talking about, we've got to give people permission and not to feel like a pariah mm-hmm. if they don't match some standard that we have projected. And it, unfortunately, and maybe fortunately, I think it comes down to all of the people. One of the biggest issues we have is that the ministry that's done is done primarily from a small, tiny group of people right. who were mm-hmm. paid in some cases, but even if they're right. not paid, they're identified as the ministers. Right. Well, that's, problem number one with changing that environment because right. when you go i mean how many times have we talked about the pastor bubble right? right when you go and say hey man how are you i'm blessed pastor huh? right. yeah. and then they, they go around and they talk to their buddy and cry and cry <laughs> exactly when yeah. the buddy becomes yeah. the minister that's right come it on is when that change that's happens right. and and this really you know um that's good. Um, in the small groups that I'm doing, this is the purpose of it all. It's not that they would see me as I, I'm. I'm seen as a facilitator. Now, many of them or some of them have labeled me because they have to, and I get that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I reject it, but you mm-hmm. know. But the main thing is, we're just simply facilitating. And right. and what I love, the most beautiful thing, is to watch men around this fire pit begin to speak life to one another. Yes. There you go. And yes. now we get revelation. I've, and I'll tell you guys a, a really cool story when we stop recording because you know we're almost out of time but (laughs) but how that facilitates the revelation yeah go ahead no 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 finish no i I don't know what i'm saying (laughs) well you're you're facilitating (laughs) facilitating. yeah so to activate the priesthood and you can still do it on a sunday morning because to me grace church is a great opportunity (laughs) right is morphing we're totally morphing to my role is that of a facilitator to, to activate the priesthood, give an environment that is, there's a mature environment there, but for people to step out, hear the voice of God, obey what he's saying, share what's on their heart or seeing what's on their heart uh, and let them be activated. And then it can't just be there. Right. But things, th- what we're looking at is, I felt like the Lord said, whatever things you want them practicing Monday through Saturday, let them practice on Sunday. And yeah. that's, that's why I keep hearing him say, you've got to move them from God loves me. Brother Steve told me, amen. I said amen to it, to God is loving me right, right now. now. Letting them pause, take, take down the traditions, the pretenses. Let's be real. That's where he shows up. The Lord even said, if you'll get real with me, I'll get real with you all. And so taking those, and I have to lead in that, the elders, the staff, we have to lead in taking those walls down and really just having heart-to-heart conversations, if you will, Mm -hmm. in church so that that gets fostered outside of church. That's good. Rick, last word. The affirmation of what both of you have been saying and what caught my attention was the download exists. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. And I have it. Ephesians 1.3. Blessed, oh, there it is. Yep. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. That's right. In Christ. In Christ mm. Jesus. Second Peter 1, 3 yep. uh, is the other one that says we've been given all that pertains to life and godliness. We have it all. We, it's all downloaded. We have it all. So I'm just looking to upload every day, Jeremy. Yes, I got right. it down. I, it's mine, but I am engaging and I'm uploading what's what me, I already know. Me yeah, too. Yeah, that's powerful. Guys. Hey, man. Wow. Thank you. Thank uh, you so man. much for being yeah. a part of this. That's uh, so good. Man. And I want to thank all you guys for listening, joining in, tuning in. Please reach out to us. Let us know if you have any needs whatsoever. We are available 24-7. Not really. Not really. But you can reach out to us 24-7. <laughs> and I will eventually get back to you. Or one it. of our staff guys will. Our ministers. Are, operators <laughs> are standing by. Standing by right now. <laughs> Unless the website's down. Anyway. <laughs> Father, thank you so much for all that you're doing in our lives, for your revelation, your truth 
truth, the passion that you have exuding out Mm. of your followers. And we thank you that you have called us all to greater places than we could have ever imagined in our own brains, our own thoughts and minds. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen Amen. and amen. Amen. Guys, listen again. Thank you so much. If you feel led to give, you can do so. Go to redux.church. You can give financially. We are a 501c3 tax-exempt organization for those of you who care. For those who don't, (laughs) then just ignore that last part. We will see you next time with John chapter 16. God bless.